You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 3, Episode 4, Carpe Noctum. Angel's body is taken over by a man who avoids aging by possessing younger guys and ends up killing them in the process. I'm Stephanie. I'm Kimberly. I'm Illyrio. Am I supposed to say I'm Moira? You just <laughs> did. <laughs> no, not there. Yay, Moira Brown is in the house. Ooh, thanks for having me. Virtually, anyway. Yes. Yay. All right. That description is wrong, Robin. Why? He doesn't avoid aging. Well, he would... He doesn't yeah, avoid aging. He's getting old. Soul. His heart is deteriorating. Yeah. Well, he's just avoiding it for the brief moment that he is sucking the life out of a, a younger guy, which is uh, you know not something you hear about. Yeah, and I guess that that would be the um, that's the trope. The usual trope is that um, an old person is sucking somebody's youth and. You know, to to remain young, but it's just a spell where he's. It's a body swap episode. It is. Mm-hmm. It's We're some here. Freaky body Friday swap. action. Yeah. Um, Stephanie, you might want to spin whatever device you're on because you're permanently yes. facing the, the the floor. It's pretty funny. There you go. I think your your rotation. Lock there we is go. On. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> no, I just need a new phone. Awesome. Oh, I understand. <clears throat> All right. So uh, this one uh, aired October 15th, 2001, was written by Scott Murphy and directed by James A. Cotner. Scott uh, Murphy? I don't know. Um, he was uh, – the, the um, Buffy episode that aired uh, was uh, Flooded. Oh, uh, where the house flooded. Tomorrow, quote-unquote, tomorrow. Oh, yeah, because as we determined last time, uh, Buffy's airing the following day now. Yes. On TV? Yeah. yeah so the episode that will have had aired after this one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, hey, Moira, is this your hey, first time yeah. watching through Angel? Have you watched everything because you were tired of waiting three years for us to come back? I have not watched everything. Yay. Are you ahead of us? Listen, if I can take five years to watch Buffy with you guys, <laughs> I, can, I can wait another, I don't know, couple of years to watch Angel. Nice. <laughs> Yeah. It ain't going anywhere. That's true. That's, <laughs> That's absolutely true. true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm equally ignorant to the real. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. We might as well be Tories. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, what? So, what? No, I'm kidding. So, <laughs> I understood, guys. So I'm this guy. So Robin, yeah. re- refresh my memory. Do we open up? on a scene where this guy is just finishing off with one woman and is about to roll over and start having sex with another woman. Uh, yeah. She's what also- time of day was this aired? <laughs> this, is very, uh, this is very, um, um, American psycho. <laughs> this is also very eighties where women who are, yeah. <laughs> are about to have sex are wearing full on like negligees. Yeah. 
and bustiers and things. Well, except the woman that he rolled off of, she was topless. Yeah, not- she was. So, which I thought for this show was fairly racy. Yeah. Mm. Uh-huh. Wait till a little later in the episode. <laughs> what time did the show air? Nine? Ten? I believe it was on at nine. Wow. Uh, yes, that's okay. I now found out who Scott Murphy is. <laughs> took me who all is he? Uh, he is a writer. Well, he wrote. <laughs> Whoa! You don't okay. say. Well, he wrote an episode of Flash Gordon. Yes, Star Wars: The Clone Wars. He was uh, he he wrote episodes for or helped. Okay. Out. So, so 2010 was the last episode he wrote. Yeah. He wrote 15 episodes of The Clone Wars. Yeah. So I wonder what he's doing today. Who knows. I'll be waiting in line to go watch uh, Force Awakens. Yeah. Isn't the sign seating awesome? You know what? We probably already saw it by this time. Oh, yeah. Hey, Robin, do you remember that part where after I watched the movie, I sent you a poop emoji? And I was like, what are you saying? This thing is shit. (laughs) And and then I I found out later that, you know. No, what I meant was J.J. Abrams poop don't stink. Oh. Yeah, but they don't have an emoji for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't they have the poop and the nose and then the the circle with the red line through it? <laughs> oh, I could totally I, I could totally do that one. That's awesome. <laughs> Emojis are the best. My favorite emoji is the middle finger emoji though, I will say. Oh, lordy. <laughs> we have one of those now. So, this guy who was having sex with these women uh, mm-hmm. I thought this was the guy that Lila tricked or manipulated uh, or extorted uh, uh, Angel from getting out of that uh, prison. Uh, mm. Prison fire? That's what I thought at first, too. Yeah. I can oh, say uh, why you would think that. Yeah, and I thought he was living his new life and he was about to yeah. murder them. But instead, uh, he just turned into a vacuous uh, shell of whatever that was. Just a pile of flesh. Yeah. So yeah, I mean this episode is pretty dated. I mean we have um, we have Gun playing a Game Boy at the. Oh my <laughs> God! Is that a Game Boy Advance? <laughs> Look color right. Yeah. I don't know. And we. I had, still uh, play my original Game Boy from nice. time to time. Huh. I play Tetris. Nice. With the song. With the original music. I love it. Don't get stuck in my we had a we had a health club, quote unquote. <laughs> you mean a dime? <laughs> and we found out that uh, Pilates are like uh, are like Taiba, but that's that was the nineteen ninety nine. Oh my god, that was hilarious! So nineties, you know. <laughs> and for some reason, Cordy provides some eleven year old commentary on the movie Pretty Woman. So uh, <laughs> no one knew where that came from. She's like this movie I saw that came out eleven years ago. Here's what I think. Yeah, uh, I thought for sure we'd get a Pretty Woman two before we'd get an Independence Day two, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I still haven't watched that trailer. Yeah, I'm assuming Pretty Woman two is when Julia Roberts' daughter is a hooker. <laughs> no, her niece. What's her, her name? Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. Ah. Oh. They should oh. do the sequel called Handsome Man. Hmm. Think about uh, it. Think mm, about I it. I don't need to. My brain is very quick. <laughs> <laughs> I got that immediately. 
So we should go around and just say like what our first impressions are first, like we did last time. That was fun. I really yeah. enjoyed this episode. I thought this episode was fantastic. I thought that David Boreanaz was having way too much fun. I felt <laughs> really, really, really bad for Fred because Angel's a dick and was dicking oh. her around. And not only was he dicking her around, for, for a vampire who's over 200 years old, he sure as hell avoids responsibility like he's 12. And uh, Cordy was being way too easy on him. And at one point, I thought we were going to go into French farce mode because Cordy was going to was approaching Fred, who was crying and saying, oh, Angel, talk to you. And I told him to do that. And thank God, Fred said, you told him to make out with that woman. And, yeah. then, and then the plot was moving along. The whole looking at the business cards and thinking that Wesley was Fred was amazing. That um, was awesome. When he looked at himself in his clothes and thought he was himself gay, that was amazing. <laughs> um, and, okay, well, now what made him not think that Wesley was gay? Was it the firm handshake? No, 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 no. It's because he found out that, uh, his name that, was that his name was Wesley. Oh, I missed that part. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this was And the, the old man trying to escape while, uh, while, while a poor man's Hurley was watching over him. Um, uh, because before Lost always got that guy confused with Jorge Garcia. Because um, I think they were From both... what, Grey's Anatomy? Well, yeah, because they were both... Uh, my understanding is that Jorge Garcia played a bartender on a show starring Ted Danson, correct? Yes. And that guy played a bartender. Becker? Yes, and that guy played a bartender uh, on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Yeah. And they're both larger than average. <laughs> so clearly. <laughs> so clearly they're the same guy. Uh, I'm sizest. I'm sorry. Uh, Wasn't he in a, a reality show called like Average Joe? What? Where he played like a douchebag, but all these women were trying to get with him because he had money. That's so weird. Oh, that sounds so familiar. I and thought he, Average he was... Joe was when athletes were competing against average schmoes. Oh, maybe the that wasn't that maybe it's called no is it called joe schmo maybe joe, joe schmo show no, anyway joe schmo show doesn't is a matter. fake reality show okay. yeah it was a fake reality show that this guy was on huh. anyways oh. doesn't matter We're no my big fat obnoxious fiance yes <laughs> That's like tv so is close. the worst <laughs> So TV cool. is he the absolute worst. I have starring in, a, in the Fox series, my big fat obnoxious fiance, where he pretends to be a reality show contestant <laughs> who must get married to a woman to win a million dollars. His yeah. over the top behavior drives the real contestant crazy. Yeah, that's right. I knew he like I knew I knew it, like he stood out in my brain. Like he mm -hmm. was his he was like seared in my brain for some reason. I remember him from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, same here. Um. Yeah, and I loved it when uh, Angel in the old guy's body had a heart attack. Mm. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed all of the bumbling. I enjoyed all of the fumbling. I really felt bad for Fred. I like Fred. And we finally uh -huh. get that scene from the new opening credits of Fred in that really nice dress when they're all walking down the hall badass. Little did yes. I know they were leaving an old man to die. Who's <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy, right? Yeah. Wow. God, yeah, you guys are is... such badasses, leaving an old man to die. <laughs> but he was a terrible human being, so that's okay. Yeah, if he was uh... a demon, we'd feel bad. <laughs> See, they, were, they, they were saying, we're off to better things as they're at the end of every credit. <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> they're walking through this old person's home with oh. a friggin' crossbow and a bat. <laughs> and no one's like, See, you guys, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I know. It, you know, they had such high security on not let, not letting the guys run away. Uh, right. But yet people with weapons come walking in. Just strolling in, doing their power walk. Whatever. Yeah, oh. that, was, the, that was one part I was, was very much like, oh, that was kind of cheesy because mm-hmm. old man Angel is like, I've got friends, you know, mm-hmm. one like you. Like, oh, yeah, you got friends. Moira? Moira. I was going to say, uh, I thought, I have a little experience recently with going into retirement and nursing homes, and um, I don't know, none of ours here in Canada have, but there's like armed security guys on the now. cost you if you try to leave. Oh, my God. But the overall impression of the episode, this was hilarious. It was such a fun trip. And, uh, yeah, I agree with you. pretty much what everything you said earlier. Dave Boreanaz was having a heck of a good time. <laughs> it's just fun. I was thinking this season, we get to see Angel. It's There's no more broody, dull Angel like before. And he's uh-huh. funny and silly and witty, and he's getting to stretch his, his acting chops a tiny little bit. It's kind of fun. I have a related quote, Moira, and I'll let you get back to it. Um, David Boreanaz says, uh, if I have an opportunity, like with the body switch, to really get a chance to stretch as an actor, I have fun with it. For me, it was a lot of physical attributes that I wanted to put toward that character, as well as inner attributes. You're playing an old man, and you're trying to facilitate all those attributes and make them come alive. When the opportunity presents itself like that, for me, it's great. I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, seeing him fight as a different person. Like, the the fight choreography was, was completely different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, seeing Angel be a different character is uh-huh. always fun. Well, I, I really like when he gets to not be typical Angel yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. And in previous Buffy episodes, and even I think David Boreanaz, the actor, like on Bones, when he has to go undercover, it's amazing. He is so funny. Yeah, He is a very funny actor, and I'm glad that he gets a chance to do that. But this episode, I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I was like, he is so charming. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my heavens. Oh. Well, if he was pouring you that cocktail, you'd have been just nibbling that out. Oh, my God. But that, that girl is so stupid. They're making out, oh, my boyfriend's going to catch us. You're a, you're, you're a slut. Let's just leave it. Now, now, Kim. Now, now. Hey. Now, yes. now. You know what? You're going to go out to a club with your boyfriend and be like, oh, let's grab this rando at the well, bar? Well, maybe my boyfriend and I had a fight. Yeah. Because he was so, hitting on someone. Like uh, that guy he was with. Why would why would your boyfriend bring his buddy? If my boyfriend said, "Hey, let's go out to the club," and then we get there and his buddy's there waiting for him, fuck that guy. I'm gonna go make yeah. out with Angel. <laughs> she, she was she was Angels as soon as she looked across the bar. Exactly. You know, the, crystal, the Crystal Method was playing. You know, it was very. You know what at first I wondered whether she was a vampire. I went like oh, I wondered yeah. recognizing him as a vampire. Which would have been really cool. Or maybe but. he was glamoring her and he didn't even know it. Yeah. Maybe. Your eyes in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you guys have made a couple comments about um, this season about Cordy. I think Kimberly mostly about Cordy and her maturity and, you know, how far she's grown. And I was thinking about um, in this episode when she's chiding Angel about his behavior toward Brad, quite rightly. Mm-hmm. Um you know, much later in Buffy, when when 
in the last season when Angel pops across and um, anyway, and they're having this stupid cookie, cookie dough, dough talk. Yeah, cookie dough. But anyway, when he's being all beautiful like, cookie dough discussion. Yeah, you like Spike and all that stuff, and he's being really childish. And I was thinking to myself, it's true. Cordy's actually, in some ways, more mature than than Angel, even though Angel is, you know, two hundred years old. <laughs> I think it's hilarious though when he comes off like that. I, it is. You know. It's funny. It's funny, funny. And then when he discovered um, his own powers this episode, like when he realized, you know, that he was a vampire and that he could jump off buildings and stuff. That little scene reminded me a bit of Angelus, like sort of, oh, I, you know, I can be kick ass. Yeah. You know, it didn't even cross my mind that, um, that the the group would think it was Angelus. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. I was like, oh when, my god, when they said it, I was like, bad. oh yeah, I forgot about yes. <laughs> And Fred was awesome. <laughs> Who's Angelus? <laughs> But if I heard it, I was like, of course they think it's Angela. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And the other thing I, I noticed was um, in the scene where Angel's trying to seduce Lila. Um, Didn't take long. Well, but I, <laughs> yeah, she was ready to go. <laughs> it's just this lack of sexy. Like, I just don't find them. Yeah, no, there all. was no chemistry there at all. Oh, it was oh. almost as bad as Mulder and Scully. <laughs> Robin's like <gasps> so um Robin's googling Montreal hitmen <laughs> let me check Facebook I can't check Facebook can I <laughs> <laughs> that was messaging me trying to send me on a secret you know <laughs> yeah so, now that we have in Quebec doctor assisted suicide laws you could totally get away with it Moira <laughs> Robin. That was a horrible joke. I'm Moira, sorry. we will talk to you. <laughs> so let's talk about Marcus Roscoe, played by Rance Howard, guys. Oh my god, he was amazing. Did did you know guys, who he is? No, well hold on. I totally, totally believed that that was Angel in there. I know what it was, <laughs> but it was so good. He's so good. Who is he, Robin? Rance Howard is the father of Ron and Clint Howard. Aww. Oh, is that the guy Ron? who narrated um, Arrested Development? Ron That's Ron Howard, Howard yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he debut with Ron at uh, age two. Has he done much else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been Good in grief. many of his son's projects. What's the last uh, 60 years of television and movies? <laughs> <laughs> he has 272 credits on his yeah. IMDb. And what a lazy had, bum. He, he he was in a Jamie Foxx music video. He has That's eleven you know from. <laughs> eleven upcoming projects. Who's yeah. this? Ron Howard or Rance Howard, he's the father. Alive? And he's eighty seven. Nice. Babylon oh, five fans might know him as uh, Captain John Sheridan's dad. Yeah. <laughs> I I've never watched Babylon Five, so there you go. Ian, if you're listening. <laughs> I gotta tell you. Uh, he was fantastic and wonderful, and uh, yeah, that was great, great, great. That oh, was really great. He was. Uh, he also guest starred, of course, in many of uh, Ron Howard's projects, including the Andy Griffith Show, which Joss Whedon's grandfather, John Whedon, also wrote for. Isn't that what? crazy? Wow. <laughs> no. 
No, it's, we're all it interconnected. Wow, it's like an episode of Lost, guys. He was also yeah. in Children of the Corn Three with Nicholas Brendan. <laughs> he was in Chinatown. Children of the Corn Three with Nicholas Brendan. Yeah, bonus okay. episode. Oh. I yeah. don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he portrayed a priest or reverend at least once a year from 1993 to 1998. <laughs> now that's, <laughs> that's <weird>. trivia. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's a reason why we're staring at your thigh. Because there is no good place for me to put my thigh. <laughs> because it's awesome. <laughs> okay, no, it's more I wanted the to wear where her phone was located. That's all. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe you know, it's, it's plugged up. It's The battery's low. So uh, there's not, Why, good. Moira? Did you notice anything medical that we should be concerned about? <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the siest? I have a siest right here. Oh, no. <laughs> So I have this skin tag. What would you say? So the show for medical portion. There is a little mole there. My favorite. Seriously, at the end, can we do like medical questions? I I think my favorite part of this episode was when Angel goes into this guy's. I was going to call it an apartment, but you know his room at the old folks' home. Yeah. And uh, looks down and sees the ski uh, extreme skiing magazine, <laughs> and we're like, "Oh, it's this guy!" Yeah. Oh man, that was absolutely the most hilarious thing. <laughs> oh. So uh, I, I kind of wanted to start with the some of the Fred awkwardness in the beginning of this episode as well. Oh yeah. I like the the she's looking at the magazine with Cordy and Cordy's. I like how you know uh, she's saying like you know starving in a cave. What's their excuse? I, I've been starving in a cave. What's their excuse? And uh, Cordy at first is kind of like, oh, Fred's a weirdo. But you can see a change in her expression as she's and she's like, oh yeah, that was kind of funny. You know, and I think it's cool. It almost like it seemed like Cordy was warming up to Fred. Mm-hmm. Like they're finding common ground. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And there was the what was that awkward awkward moments between her and uh, her and Wesley, Fred and Wesley as well. It was like, oh, that never happened to me. And it just yeah, those, those pregnant pauses, those awkward pauses. <laughs> yeah, Fred and is think, so infatuated. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, once the case starts, everybody splits from the hotel, and Fred's just left standing there. So you're so you automatically think to yourself, like, okay, what is Fred's role on this team? To exist so far. I think she'll be surprising us from, like, the idiot savant side of things. Like, <laughs> a little bit in the last episode with her knowledge. Uh, and I uh-huh. think she'll eventually be, like, uh, the brains of the operation. Like, she will be, she will be like, the, uh, the, 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 the resource of all knowledge and intricacies. And hopefully it won't get too sci-fi-y. But uh, hopefully she'll just be able to, like, quickly snap things. Because she was, uh, you know, in a library reading books and stuff when she was taken to Pylea. Mm-hmm. So maybe <clears throat> she's, she, she's just a scholar, you know? Illyrio, she's mm-hmm. going to be the willow. Oh, that's sure. true. She's going to be the willow. Yeah, the resource. Mm. She okay. needs to wear uh, cuter tops then. <laughs> oh, the dress was cute, but I'm, you know, I'm talking like a sweater with a cat on it or something. Oh, wow. That kind of... 
Oh, Lirio, no one can replace your Willow. Come on. No. <laughs> no one. I uh, I like how Angela got excited about the uh, Charlton Heston double feature. Like oh, it's- oh <laughs> let me tell you. Soylent Green, I would move, I would move, I would get, I immediately say yes to go watch. It's one of my favorite all-time movies. Totally. Soylent Green and Omega Man, totally. Omega Man. Charlton Heston plays a Mexican, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how they took the New Beverly and the Arc Light and combined combined it for the like the new arc. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't notice. Yeah, that was the, the theater name. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> well it, it it points out that Angel is kind of like an old man to begin with. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Very old. <laughs> so oh, he's man. got these old man tastes and he's got um he does have that, you know he is awkward around trying to talk about relationships or whatever talk you know seriously with fred about this crush that she has on him because it's uh no it's not something that he's probably used to dealing with at least head on agreed yeah uh i the point of order angel uh gets body swapped with uh, marcus uh marcus in in uh in angel's body headbutts Angel and Marcus's body. And then when Angel and Marcus's body wakes up, the first thing he does is look for a mirror. Angel would not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I It's funny because uh, when he looks in the mirror, I immediately mumble to myself, oh boy. <laughs> it's quantum leap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And- but maybe, but earlier, okay, but maybe he would because he would feel an old Different, man. yeah. Yeah, and, and he reflexively goes to the pocket where the glasses are. I don't know. It was. Well, that's just being intelligent. Where do all old people keep their glasses? On their head. <laughs> On their head, Moira. That's where they keep their glasses. Bring around their neck. Come on. Everywhere. On every table in the house, I guess. <laughs> On the bathroom shelf. What's the deal with not letting um, senior citizens. What's stuff? the deal with not well, letting phone privileges? Having what? What's the deal with uh, not letting uh, senior citizens have phone privileges? That okay? That's not a real thing. This is what like the hell is that? Retirement home. I'm sorry, that's not real. Hmm. Maybe it's I mean, more I... like Santa Rosa. Yeah. <laughs> they're all like mentally oh. unstable. <laughs> well, it's interesting how you know in this conversation that old man Angel, Angel in Marcus's body, uh, is. Uh, talking with the orderly and the orderly, you know, just in a few brief sentences, you realize this guy has been doing this for many weeks <laughs> and that, uh, and that it's something that, you know, he's ended up being, as long as you're not having one of those episodes. Yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and to angels credit, it sounds like he was a lot quicker on the update than the pretty boys, you know, that had previously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, he's used to supernatural thing. things, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He's uh, he's adaptable. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Meanwhile, the uh, old man. Uh, I, I wrote, you know, Angel with Marcus in his body, so I wrote him as Old Man Angel. So Old Man Angel is uh, super psyched to go back to the hotel with Corey. Yes, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <man>. sure. <laughs> that scene where he was sitting in Wesley's office, yeah. and it was just like the three girls back to back to back. I'm like, this guy was like. 
<laughs> I hit the jackpot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I lo- how about how about when he tips gun? <laughs> oh my god! You called him bro. <laughs> And then he's sitting there eating a burrito. Why are you eating? Yeah, well, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and I also thought it was cute. Cordy's the only one that picked up on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she again, she's pretty astute in her own way. Uh huh. Mm. And so on uh, Lila's side, it looks like Gavin's again trying to. Mr. Sneaky wants to run Angel through a maze of paperwork. So Lila, in order to stop Gavin, she ends up making Angel and the hotel and everything legal. I know. That was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. And then Angel decides to thank her. Yeah. (laughs) What was the line that he keeps saying? Have I ever told you how beautiful you are? (laughs) <laughs> oh, have I have I ever told you you're a very beautiful, beautiful woman? <laughs> and Wesley would say, "No, you haven't." <laughs> uh, a lot of the um, farcical elements were really well executed. The whole uh-huh. don't don't avoid the talk with Fred while Wesley's in the room. So Angel would assume, or so Old Man Angel would assume that that's Fred. And would then start to have the talk about, you know, not shitting where you eat. Pardon my expression. Um, But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, a lot of those things were funnier than I thought they would be. I kind of felt these jokes coming, but I laughed Mm -hmm. at them. They were really well executed. David Boreanaz was definitely uh, enjoying the hell out of it. Totally in his element. Totally. Um, And boy, Amy Acker can act pretty well. She's crying in the elevator. <laughs> I, I'm really warming up to Fred. I'm. She's. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Sasmiller. I think she's going to become indispensable. Brainiac. Yeah, because she's so bright, and uh, even if she's wrong about the temperature of the room and the crowded everything, because she's wrong about yeah, that. Yeah. But- <laughs> I know. I was like, "What does that have to do with anything?" It has nothing. It has nothing to do. With it. <laughs> um. Oh, and the old man, and what did the guy say to him? It's, it's your fourth heart attack? I'm yeah, thinking, I know. This guy's so close to being dead now. <laughs> <laughs> Even if Angel hadn't crushed his little orb or whatever the hell that thing was, I don't think this guy was going to last much longer. <laughs> no, would not yeah. have. <laughs> oh. Yeah, what a horrible human being. Oh, my God. <laughs> Trying to get his jollies. <laughs> I know what part I really Ew. enjoyed. What part? The part they didn't show us of how he got this knowledge and power. I could not care less. I'm yeah, just excited matter. to be like joining it in at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was really wonderful that Cordy got to hit on all those guys at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need some home numbers now. <laughs> when when Angel came to talk oh to her, quote. she said, "Oh, he, I just work with him." <laughs> <laughs> We have feedback. Ian writes, Hello again. 
It's Hello. classic body swap adventure time on Angel this week. Because we have Rance Howard, a.k.a. Sheridan's dad on Babylon 5, it has something extra. He when, knew. He knew. When, <laughs> when Rance plays Angel, you see him change his posture and mannerisms to match. You see an, you see an old Angel. Then when Boreanaz is Marcus, he's just having fun. Although it makes you wonder about magic, the spell Marcus used swap to swap his and Angel's soul... Why didn't the demon soul then push out Marcus's? Or would Marcus need to have his moment of pure happiness for that to happen? If the second is true, then the curse isn't for Angel to suffer the bad things Angelus did, but rather for the demon Angelus to witness the good Angel is doing and suffer helplessly while he does. That's all for now. Thanks, Ian. Wow, Ian, he took that in a direction I did not anticipate. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's something I was thinking of. Was like, what if he did feed on this girl... Uh, and start turning bad, mm-hmm. you know. Um, <laughs> would that bring Angelus out, and then Angelus would force Marcus's, you know, um, I, of Yeah, I did think about the curse, but then I was like, this is not that episode. This <laughs> this episode is a body swap episode. That's all this is. It doesn't need to be that. It's not going to be that complicated. It doesn't need to be that complicated. But it's fun to think about. Like, yeah, it's fun if- to think of. For, it's fun for us to think about what the curse means and what it, yeah, in this situation. Like Angel wouldn't have to lose his soul for Angelus to take over. Marcus could lose his soul. Do you guys see Angelus and Angel as two separate entities? Because yes. I don't. I don't at all. I don't I, at all. Well, I compared think, to other vampires. I think Angelus, like without Angel being in there, Angelus is, is not Angelus. I mean, I think... Part of what makes Angelus awesome is that that's Angel in there, but fully, you know, uh, fully unchecked and unfettered and entirely uh, just hedonistic and and bad. I I don't think it's two separate uh, things battling it out. I mean, I've never perceived it that way. I think Spike screwed up the rules. (laughs) I think I I, I think it's kind of like, you know, when someone's a lousy drunk. You know, I mean, to me that and 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 jealous, and jealous is 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 just angel when he's had like four too many. You know, oh, but isn't Angelus the demon inside of Angel rather than Angel? See, I don't know. I I'm, I'm like thinking. It's not just isn't it also there's a demon in there? That's that's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Angel is the soul that uh, the gypsies cursed Angelus with. So if in one way Angel's almost like the invader of this body. <laughs> but isn't Angel just the guy he was before he was a vampire? Yeah, it's his soul that came back. It's not some No, because wasn't he kinda wasn't he kind of a dick before? Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. So and Angel's not, so I think Well yeah, he is. He is a bit of a dick, guys. I don't he was a dick to Merle Kim. We just had this discussion oh, last well, time. I think he he's a, a bit self-righteous, but, but I don't well, think Well, he was a dick, dick tomorrow. He's he's dicking around Fred. He was yeah. going through his dog period. Get a, don't don't hold that against him. Yeah. He was beige. Ian, <laughs> you see what you're doing to us, Ian? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Claire, you want to read uh, Heidi's email? I mean, stuff. Yes, I would. Yay, Heidi. Uh, <laughs> Heidi writes, Hey, guys, Angel is a huge Charles, Charlton Heston fan. Who knew? Gavin is going to take down Angel using the IRS. This might be effective if you think about it. How does a vampire with no official documents buy a hotel? Poor 
poor Fred. She's got it bad for Angel, and he's oblivious, of course. And then he's avoiding her, of course, again. He's pretty predictable. See, a total so dick. I- <laughs> no, you can't have predictable. <laughs> Never mind. He's basically <laughs> ghosting her. If he could ghost her, he would. But they yeah. live in the same hotel. Like walking alongside a car and rapping? No, it's like when Stop you start it. seeing a girl, and then you just don't talk to her anymore, like, like you're a ghost. Oh, oh I was you don't answer her texts. Running. You don't reply to her snaps. <laughs> How do you know about this? How do I know about this? Because I may be almost forty-one years old, but I I actually read a lot of what the young people are doing. Raise your hand if you have if you've been on Yik Yak. Anyone? No idea. You guys don't know Yik Yak? You're old. That's why. It's a state of mind, folks. I'm I'm up with the young people. <laughs> I'm saying no comment. I, I made a Melissa Scully joke on Yik Yak, and I got like one person who thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Someone else's dad? <laughs> <laughs> hey, now. It's only a rumor that I'm people's dads. Dad. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I interrupted. To, back to hiding mail. So Angel swaps. Uh, so Angel body swaps with an old guy. I love the part when he's trying to figure out that romance with Fred thing. Uh, then thinking Wes is Fred, and when he plays Gun, when he pays Gun, too funny. David Boreanaz does a good job in this episode. Those Wolferman Heart lawyers would do anything to beat each other. It's a good thing because if they work together, they might win. Right. <laughs> I think Lala has fantasized about Angel before. She didn't take take much convincing when he came came on to her. Not even much convincing. Zero convincing. She was good to go. <laughs> Poor old man Angel. No one believes him and he's having a heart attack. And he's having heart attacks. An old folks home would be a good place to trap someone. They just think you're crazy. Exactly. I know the old man was a bad guy, but I feel a little bad for him at the end. No. Don't. We get another Buffy reference without saying it. Good one, Cordy. But at the end, she actually says it. Buffy's alive. Until next time. What? Spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, speaking of, Willow was in this episode on the phone. Yeah, I mean, and that's a that's a good twist. That um, it's a good uh, subversion of you know old people. We 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 have sympathy for old people. We feel, you know, uh, but this guy he's a bad guy and he's an old man and don't have sympathy for him because he's bad. He's a sexist pig. There is a traffic reporter here in Toronto <laughs> whose name is Daryl Dahmer. And he has been a traffic reporter for, let's say, I don't know, a thousand years. Ever since the invention of traffic reporting. And he thinks he owns the skies. And everybody outside of the media loves him. He is the biggest jerk that's ever lived. All four foot eleven of him. I (laughs) cannot stand him. He is so rude. I don't want to go on because it's get back to him and I can get fired. Yeah, well, um, (laughs) the older generation, you know, the people who were, um, the people who are very elderly now, that generation, they were a humble 
nice, uh, polite generation. But this generation who are becoming elderly now, the baby boomers, they, they're not so humble and nice and sweet. Some, most of the time. You know what I'm saying? They, oh, yeah. They've, been, they've yeah. been bitter and jaded their whole lives. Yeah. I'm going to be a real jerk if people tell me I can't be on the phone with people. I can't call anybody. Especially if they Stop call. Robin. Calm down. Robin, I'm telling you, that's not a real thing. You're okay. okay. <laughs> well, did they let you go on Facebook and Twitter in the old folks' home? Sure, hell yeah. <laughs> New Star Wars movies coming out. Yeah, as, long as, yeah, as long as I don't get spoiled on uh, Rogue One or whatever. <laughs> Um, I wanted to mention you guys were talking about how it was cool that we didn't need to, we don't need to uh, uh, see how Marcus uh, learned how to get the spell. We also, between Buffy and Angel, don't actually see this, this meetup between Angel and Buffy. Like it doesn't happen on either show. It just happens between episodes. That's very cool. Angel goes and sees her again. Um, and there was only one reference to it other than this, but in the comic, there was a single issue written by Jane Espenson called Reunion, and it tells the story of what happened during the off-screen meeting after this episode, or at Ooh. least what Sander, Anya, and Dawn speculate may have happened. Oh, no, so, so we don't actually get a, an, an actual first-person account of it. I didn't actually read I haven't read it before, but okay. uh, that was interesting. Can you remind me, Robin, because I really don't remember, um... After they resurrected uh, Buffy, does does Willow actually call Angel? Do we actually see any of that? Yeah, Willow Willow calls. Um, I don't remember that. Does it actually happen on screen? I don't I think mean. so. Okay. I think I'm, I'm thinking that they're at Buffy's house, yeah. and Willow like leaves the room and says she has to make a call or something. Yeah. It is in both series, but not like an actual scene between them because they're on different networks at the time. And I'm surprised that they actually say Buffy because it wasn't it earlier in the, like maybe last episode or episode before last that they like stopped short of saying her name. <laughs> well, I noticed that they she didn't say her name on screen. It was like 80 yard after while she was running away and her head was turned around. Oh, really? Around. Oh. Yeah, it was kind of like, you know, later dudes, I'm heading to the hatch type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> there was a reference to Buffy even earlier in the episode where um, yeah. Cordy is She's a blonde that, or a brunette. What? <laughs> brunette. She doesn't have a Yeah. They were mocking so. her, though, right? Mocking who? <laughs> Didn't they have like a mock conversation between Angel and Buffy? At the beginning of the episode? Mm, no. What? No? Yeah. You mean this episode? Yeah. Weren't they? Or am I mixing it up with last week's episode? Don't. It's, uh, go on. <laughs> Edit. Oh, no, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. That's so passe. <laughs> I swear it was this episode. Hmm. Did you watch West- ahead? No. <laughs> Interesting. The beginning of this episode, it's we see the the hookup and the turns into a pile of flesh, and then it's Cordy talking to Angel about uh, how he needs to go talk to Fred. Yeah. yeah and Fred, oh, Fred's talking. I know Fred's what I know what I'm thinking her date, of. Her quote unquote date. <laughs> I know what I'm thinking of. Edit. <laughs> <The> next episode. <laughs> 
<laughs> you cheated ahead. I realized what I was doing before I pressed pause. Ah, I see. Okay, let me take a quick poll because I, um, I want to know if all or any of you have been in Fred's position where you've been in mad puppy love with somebody and they kind of burn you. Nope. Never? <laughs> I know. I was, I was kidding. Yeah. What's the question? Go on. I had a crush on a teacher in high school like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was a, it was a, it wasn't my actual teacher, it was the student teacher from Queens that was Was his yeah. name Jenny Callender? You get a little hard kiss all flip pitter pat and you get all flash, just think about the person and then Oh yeah. I'd like audio listeners to know that Moira's blushing right now as she's recounting this. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh yeah, that happened to me. Uh someone I had yeah. a crush on for a couple months and then uh of course four days after i started seeing someone they asked me out to a party (laughs) and because i was a moron i said no (laughs) when what i should have said is hey i'm in university i should just uh go out and see if i like this person more than the other person because hey maybe that should happen but i'm i'm happy that i said no Although, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally have been there, but, uh, it was weird. There was a lot of brushing off a lot of, uh, of nothing. And then all of a sudden when I was no longer available, there was were you, that Illyria, were you being ghosted? Uh, no, ghosting didn't happen back then because nobody had uh, cell phones yet. But didn't you have like a pager or something? I <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have I a pager know, then, actually. Uh, did you have like a carrier pigeon? <laughs> no, no carrier pigeon. No. Well, uh, let me tell I you. I had a mailbox in the Faculty of Arts English uh, department. Oh, wow. Even though I wasn't an English major. <laughs> but everybody knew if they put something in there for me, I'd, I'd check it. Well, here's the thing about that, Illyrio. Yes. I'm not saying that all women are this way, but as someone who has sold, has been a, uh, have sold to ladies, there, there is something to be said about jealousy. When a one woman has something. Sorry, hmm. sold to ladies? What do you say? I sold, I used to, I used to have this little business. And you I was, sold and, women? No, I sold two women. T-O, not T-W-O. That is the best. <laughs> that's the best marketing is you sell something to a lady, then a, then everybody wants it. So when somebody has something, other ladies Kim want Kim just it. had a how to cook 40 humans moment. <laughs> sorry i'm sorry go on but now for me i've been married for so long that i don't even remember what it's like to be single so i can't answer that question (laughs) how to cook humans how to cook for humans how to cook 40 humans how to Okay. In my defense, I was just reading an article online about, <laughs> about the sex trade that's happening here in Toronto, and there's some kids being sold. That's where my head was at. 
I'm so sorry. You That's can okay. edit like, this as you're laughing. <laughs> you could edit. I'm not going to edit stuff. any of this. This is oh, the best I'm episode so of Redemption sorry. Cast yet. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Revolved in there. Thank you. Thank Ryan you. Gosling. <laughs> is there any more feedback? Uh, no. No. Not for this episode. Was there any other points that we had? I thought one? this was a great episode. That's my great point. Episode. I thought it was fun. It was a good. It was a good standalone. It wasn't. It was. It was. It was good for comedy. Uh huh. Um, but you know, it was. It was. It, it's. It's. It's good. It was much better than the last one. At the same time. Oh man, I, I'm still I'm still thinking about the last one and whether I liked it or not. But anyway, this the one. gun episode, yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, this was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. This is very think, dated too. <laughs> I think we needed it after the last yes. episode. Yeah, totally. So would you say that this episode redeemed the show? <laughs> <laughs> No, Guys, I'm on fucking fire tonight. What's happening? <laughs> She's on fire. <laughs> on fire. Oh, I like when um they knock uh, they they knock uh, Angel out and you know possessed Angel out. And mm-hmm. then Fred hits him one more time, and he's like, "Hey, Fred!" And uh, don't tase me, Cordy. <laughs> yeah, the, with all the weapons they showed up with, Angel's lucky he just got tased. Right? Beaten with a bat like once. <laughs> I think is that it for me. Let's see if I have any other points here. <laughs> Not really. Oh, the trivia is out. Just quotes left. Hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody Hello. there? Hi. <laughs> Everything good? Just yes. quotes left, he said. Yeah. Uh, well, let's do ratings. Okay. Moira. I love this episode. This was a breath of fresh air. This was a frolicky walk of silliness. But it was <laughs> much needed. Uh-huh. Much needed. Clear the air. I really didn't like the last episode much at all. Um, and it showcased Fred in a way that is making her much more likable and integrated and interesting to me. So, uh, what else? Uh, Lila got suckered in and made you feel stupid. That's always good. Um, there weren't a whole lot of bad things. The acting was good. It was just really good. So I love this one. So let me think. I'm going to think of a good writing skill. Um, just a minute. No, I didn't have Damn it. Um, okay. How about nine and a half out of ten deflating Lotharios? Nine and a half out of ten what? Def- deflating what? Lotharios. You know, people that are. Oops. Um, the the uh, the uh, schmucky playboy type of the. Video. Oh, I see. 
Uh, oh, he deflated. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I have, it's bad radio show when you have to explain it. <laughs> no, it's just that I didn't hear it. Oh, yeah. Say meat suits. <laughs> like Supernatural. Well, I also enjoyed this episode immensely. I think anytime David Boreanaz gets to be non-angel, it is hilarious. And like even the little things like the, the tipping gun and like... um just his mannerisms like mm-hmm. his his winking and like his swagger and even like stephanie said the fighting because it's like he was taking a lot of punches because he's like he doesn't know how to fight but then he's like oh wait a second that didn't hurt bang 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 you know it's like yeah i enjoyed it a lot i like really, cordelia really in this episode i like Wesley. <laughs> everyone was great in this episode uh i'm also gonna give it nine out of ten uh, I'll say nine out of ten. Uh, casual three ways. <laughs> <laughs> Super casual. Soup's cash. I thought this episode was pretty damn fantastic. There was a body swap. Uh, we had Fred going on and 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 on. And then you and had Angel, and you had Marcus and Angel's body, obviously convinced that he was gay based on his clothing, uh, which is horrible but very funny. And um, you have uh, basically, at one point, the, some of the funniest old person romp heist fire alarm heart attack moments I've ever really seen. Um, and it was it was really lovely. I'm not as high up on it as you guys were. I think it was really great, but I think it could have been much better. Uh, I'm giving this an 8 out of 10 uh, fire alarms. Yeah, for some reason, I was going to say I give it 7 out of 10. But now that we talk about it, I can't think of anything really to deduct points for. It was fun. Uh, So 8 out of 10 pretty skanky women. (laughs) <laughs> Robin yeah I think see my, my I think my only problem with this episode is just comparing it to other episodes um, and you know this was a romp but it, it like I score episodes that are like just you know huge with nine and ten so these these kind of one-offs that are fun but you know not necessary i probably i feel like giving like a like a seven or 7.5 because i'll say 7.5 uh just simply because um i don't know there's other episodes that are better yeah we haven't got into the meat of the season yet five five would be five you're grading on a curve five is the midway you know that is the that it was a good episode and that is all i can say about it whereas it's better than just good it was fun uh-huh. but it wasn't like oh man that was a freaking fan fantastic episode. you know memorable it's not that i mean memorable. come on guys there's no dollar in this episode I'm giving them nine and a half <laughs> <laughs> so um and I, I didn't get my rating system i have to i feel like i have to explain it 7.5 uh well-placed objects and it was in honor of the austin powers-esque scene in the uh opening teaser where the uh 
the guy was naked and walking around. There was always something right in the <laughs> way of the camera. That's very much like Austin that Powers. Is, that's great. Oh, I did, yeah, you could tell he was probably wearing a what did they call him? Wearing a sock. <laughs> you could tell he was nude, but they didn't yeah. show anything at all. So uh, altogether, the score is eight point four. There we go. Mm, we're back in business. Back in mm-hmm. business. <laughs> that's what we thought episode of the episode. season. Oh, nice. That's what we thought of this episode. If you want to let us know what you think, you can send us an email at redemptioncast at gmail.com. Correct. Uh, you can follow us on the Twitter at redemptioncast. You can go to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash potentialcast. We're not renaming the group. And you can go to the website, redemptioncast.blogspot.com, where you can download the episode as if it's the mid-90s and you have a modem and it's got uh, 56.6 KBPS, and it's going to take what? about all night to download, and then you have to find something that'll play an MP3, and then you're frustrated <laughs> because you've already reached your limit. Yeah, anyway, you burn it to uh, a disc, listen to it in your, uh, in your in your in your in your disc man. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, the disc man. And it wasn't even mini disc. Wasn't that cool? Hey, it's quote time, everyone. Moira. Well, okay. Yeah, here we go. She's got a big puppy love. I mean, who wouldn't? Handsome and brave and heroic and emotions, sensitive, erotic, prone to turn evil, and let's face it, a unit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kim. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sorry, very well put. I got one. Yep. Um, from what I can tell, you are the world's worst vampire. Vampires don't help people, you moron. They kill them. <laughs> <laughs> you may have the attitude and you may have the power, but there's one thing you don't have and never will. Friends, four of them, standing behind you with big, heavy things. <laughs> Steph? I got to pee. Well, after the show. I don't remember that. Who said that? <laughs> Angel as Angel in the old man. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got a oh, pee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a pee. That's right. <laughs> I got another quote. If everybody's already gone. Um, you may not know this, Fred, but certain friends and coworkers have been known to accuse me of being the quiet, stay-at-home, sulky one. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> that was good. Yay. Yay. We did it. Moira, thank you for joining us. Well, you are very welcome. Thanks really for appreciate it. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Plug? No. <laughs> no. This is my feedback for various podcasts. That's about it. <laughs> I will be attending the Blood Mobile on the corner of... <laughs> yeah. Um, giving out stickers Robin <laughs> yes what's on the slate for next time on the slate for next time is the episode Fredless no oh well on that bombshell goodbye everyone namaste bye Bye.
of my life I'm a lot like you So okay, here's the situation. Whatever whatever my opinion is, Robin, I will send you one emoji. And it will be the poop emoji. <laughs> and it's up to you to decide what that means. Okay. As long as I know it's regardless emoji, regardless if it's great or if it's terrible, I will send you a poop emoji once I've seen it. <laughs> it may also mean, boy, I really have to poop. I've been sitting yeah. in this chair for 17 and a half hours. Where's it all? Never sitting in a sandpit 
short trip The music's for the sad man Can you imagine when this race is won Turn our golden faces into the sun Praising our leaders We're getting in tune The music's played by the The mad man Forever 